Welcome to the Valley Beit Midrash podcast, a program of Valley Beit Midrash, a global center of learning and action. We're bringing you the best in diverse, pluralistic Jewish wisdom, all with the goal of improving lives in our global community. I'm Rabbi Shmuley Yanklowitz. Let's get started. Shalom, shalom, friends. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for being here. Sorry for the delay in getting started. We want to jump right in here, session four of five. I feel us going deeper and deeper in our content together that is both personal and scholarly and historical and of this moment. Self and mystical identity in 16th century Kabbalah. As always, you can write questions or thoughts in the chat, um, or you can wait towards the conversation towards the end. Um, and um, Alex will just put Professor Fishbane's in the uh, bio in the chat again, even though you know his background, just in case you want a refresher, and especially a refresher on his books, if, which you may want to check out. And with that, Professor Fishbane, thank you for being back for session four of five. Thank you, Rav Shmuley, and uh, great to see everybody uh, again. And uh, as we as we as we journey into the meaning of the of the of the self in Jewish mysticism, and um, and last time um, last time, if you recall, when we when we when we last met our hero, uh, we were uh, we we encountered um, uh, the thought of Moshe Cordovero in Tomer Devora on um, the th the theme of. Um, of love, compassion, empathy, of the Yudgimumidot HaRachamim in Keter, the 13 attributes of compassion as they flow into the lower Sfirot and as ourselves, as our, indivi as our individual, um, as our individual uh, person uh, personal identity is formed as Tzelem Elohim, as the image of God in the sense of um, actions, character traits, and um, and he encourages us to to meet to meet everyone with a with the shining face of compassion, the shining face of of love and soothing, and um, to first uh, to first bring that um, to first bring that to um to consciousness uh in ourselves right if we recall um if we recall there is first that moment of hamtakat hadinim of the sweetening of the judgmental forces or or what that also means in the history of kabbalah is the the sweetening or the softening of the demonic forces, uh, because they did live in medieval and early modern times, of course. Uh, and I thought, um, I thought that today, uh, before we turn uh, further into this theme, and then also to see how this plays out in both um, in both traditions attributed to Isaac uh, Luria, the uh, the Ari, and and also that of um, of the Shla, the Shnilchotabrit of Isaiah Horowitz, um, to approach this the text from the Tomer Devorah, the Tomer Devorah piece of, of the your forehead should not be tense at all, but should resemble the forehead of the will 
through the lens of some spiritual practice to get us um, uh, to get us oriented toward toward this uh, also in in a, in a in a meditative awareness uh, type of type of way. Um, so just to recall the first the the text as as he articulates it, and then maybe we'll we'll um, we'll try it for for a moment with um, with some deep breaths and some and some relaxing of our of our of our own foreheads and see, and see how that affects our our own emotions, right? Because part part of part of this is 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 a kind of confluence. Uh, of this of, of the of both last session and this session the confluence of prescription of an ideals of moral uh, practice and piety and the description and prescription of emotions and sensation and feeling states um, and how that relates to the nature of selfhood right that's to say what is the what is the role of right there are all these different dimensions that we're exploring and um and and they will they will also eventually be chap chapters or sub chapters of uh, of the of the event of the eventual book uh, that uh, years down the line um but part of that is also part of what makes us human part of what defines uh personal identity is um is the nature of feeling and emotion and the relationship of emotion to mind right there i mentioned last time also um how how significant um that connection is for um in the thought of um in the thought of uh of martha um uh, nussbaum um in her both in her upheavals of thought, the intelligence of emotions. In other words, what's the relationship between emotion, specifically empathy and compassion and love, to moral judgment and um, and uh, virtue, um, and also in her um, in in uh, in in a a short a shorter but also very important book also actually i mean shorter is shorter is relative because because upheavals of thought is about 800 pages and this, so this right uh it's called political political emotions why love matters for justice i met, met, mentioned that last time as well so so part of our question here is also what is the relationship between becoming conscious of our emotions or cultivating certain states of emotion and feeling and the mind in, in how we make uh, certain types of ethical decisions in the context here of uh, also of mystical piety and the emulation of the divine and realization of the image of God. Right, so this the bottom of page eighty four in the essential Kabbalah in in the in the in the PDF of Cordovero Tomer Devorah on loving compassion. Your forehead, your metzach, should not be 
tense at all, but rather always resemble the forehead of the will with a capital W, meaning the Ratzon, Keter, Keter, which is the first sphere is often referred to as Ratzon, also in the Kabbalistic sources. So that you soothe everyone, right? And, and this is this this seems to be both right, a um a moment of um a moment of self-care to uh, to a certain extent, right? Uh, a moment of of, um, of 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 calming calming down our own self, our own selves, right? This this moment of self-compassion, um, self-soothing, right? Um, and then and then and 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 even giving ourselves a little love, a little nurturance. Um, here I'm also thinking, I think I mentioned last time of of the techniques articulated by Tara Brock um, in her book, uh, Radical, Radical Acceptance and Radical Compassion, uh, which adapts various Buddhist teachings about um, about ultimately culminating in, uh, she has an acronym that she calls RAIN, uh, recognize, allow, investigate, nurture, and the last is kind of a nurturing, right? Right, sort of being able to say, "I feel this difficult feeling at this moment." Let's say in this case, anger, um, and um, and and to be able to soothe oneself and to be able to say that it's okay and to be present in that emotion. And we talked also last time about how about how this about how this source of the purest compassion of the Yudgimomidotarachami of the 13 attributes of compassion can flow down in God into all of the different sefirot, the different dimensions of divinity, including Din, slash Gavura, right? The left side of the Sefirot, that is to say, the force of of severity, of judgment, of harshness right which is sometimes necessary but but we spoke about it last time how can we how can we do that with the grounding of empathy and compassion and we talked about how that how that might mean not allowing ourselves to lose our humanity to lose our our ability to be centered um ultimately in 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 a in a a human or a human oriented rachamim. Right? And he says, even if you come across angry people, soothe and calm them with your good will. And of course, it's not always possible. For the forehead of the will constantly accepts and soothes the harsh powers, reintegrating them, as we talked about before, right? How do we take in those feelings of harshness or of rage or of anger and soothe them in these in these tranquil waters so uh so what i'd like us to try for a few moments um to start with um to start with a um uh, briefly with a with a breathing technique derived from pranayama yoga of um four seven eight that is to say a, a four count inhale seven count hold and an eight count exhale through the mouth with pursed lips of course this is 
all dependent on um, how how you feel individually, physically, right? So don't don't do anything that's not, that you're not comfortable with or uh, or modify it as necessary to let us imagine, perhaps, uh, and perhaps to perhaps to give it a a little bit of a a little bit of a um, further Jewish twist. Uh, we might imagine the inhale of the four through, um, ideally through the through the nose, through the nostrils, as the um, the inhalation of the four worlds of becoming in Kabbalah of Atzilut, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, easily remembered by the acronym Abiya, um, emanation, creation formation and making moving from abstraction to concreteness moving from the the most tra- transcendent to the most imminent the seven uh, right after you inhale deeply taking in that breath of that breath of creative life if 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 the four is the is the is the is the is the, is the represents divine creating and creation it's also human becoming and and world life force, so inhaling that divine life force, and then letting it sit in you and 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 spread out in you, um, like the seven days of the week, right to the count to a count of seven, culminating in a, in a in an inner Shabbat, if you will, and then as we exhale to the count of eight, since we're just about to come to Hanukkah. Let's imagine those uh, those that that exhale of eight as um, as like the, uh, the 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 eight the eight uh, the eight lights the eight days the eight um, the eight moments of of illumination the reminder of of the of the miracle of life and the mir- and miracles in our world and that and that exhalation. Um, at least, at least as I've, at least as I've learned it, uh, and this is this is more this is more of the um, supplemental amateur side of of of, uh, of of what I have to offer you. But it, hopefully, we can integrate it. Um, is that is that the exhalation calms the parasympathetic nervous system, right? So it's so it's also a moment of of that calming down. So the so the so as as we exhale, we're also imagining the moment of releasing that tension right so so because we're going to connect this afterwards to the relaxing of the forehead that we see in Cordovero. uh so let's 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 start by by practicing the uh the breathing for just for just a few moments um and first i'll count for you and then i'll then i will join you sit yourself in a in a in a comfortable comfortable position close your eyes if you if you wish or not you could open your 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 palms upward resting them on your lap or where or wherever as a gesture of tefillah of prayer of supplication and we're first going to inhale in through through the nose if possible so in two three four hold two three four five six seven and out two three four five six 
seven, eight, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and out, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and now I'll join you in and keep the breathing cycle going. And as you do it, imagine that the life force of divinity is flowing through you, flowing through you from Keter, the source, the source of all life breath and compassion and Rachamim. And it's held inside you, spreading out like the seven days of the week into Shabbat and flowing out of you as the miracle of life. And now in keeping, as you continue, as you continue to breathe in that rhythm, where you could also shift to just inhaling to four and exhaling to seven, exhaling to, to eight, bring your mind to your forehead, like Cordovero advises us. And imagine Imagine it, imagine it relaxing, all of the tension in your forehead relaxing and releasing all of the dinin, all of the tensions and judgments that we carry in our lives toward others, toward ourselves, releasing the tension of anger or harshness or severity and just tuning in to Rachamim to compassion, just like Metzach Haratzon Shalaketer, just like the forehead of the will of Keter that contains the Yud Gimomidot Rachamim, and send that Rachamim into your own heart first and feel it in your own relaxed forehead that you not be filled that I not be filled with anger and judgment toward others, but rather that I be filled with empathy and the ability to love and soothe my fellow human being. Feel that the light of Keter flowing through your your calmed forehead. Cordovero says, should take in those harsh powers, those deeming, reintegrating them, calming them, soothing them. And so, like God does that, so should you soothe as as, as one who is created with Salam Elohim in the image of God, so should you soothe those overwhelmed by anger, induce them with your goodwill, drawing on great wisdom to extinguish their anger before it transgresses the boundary and causes damage, God forbid. Model yourself on the will. Model yourself on Keter, on that state of calm and compassion and love which emanates from the wondrous wisdom in the forehead of the Ancient One, of the Atik, 
of the Atika, which is the transcendent, another transcendent, another name for the transcendent dimension of Keter, or Atik Yomi, and where, from where it soothes everything. And derived from that, Kippur says, the power to be genial and kind to others. Because if your character is somewhat harsh, people will not be soothed. And he also talks about other elements of sensation, right? You should, all, you should tune your ears to hear the good and, and, and not let in the rumors and the gossip of Lashon Hara Rechilut. According to the secret of sublime listening, which is quite striking, according to the secret of sublime listening, right, that we attune ourselves to be able to listen for kindness and good and not let in the lashon hara, the rumors and the gossip and the and the judgmental talk. And he says there no harsh shouting enters. No the tongue of evil, no lashon hara leaves a, bl a blemish. Listen only to positive, useful things, not to things that provoke anger, right? So how this 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 could almost could almost be a a a, a version of Kabbalistic um meditations and meditation and cognitive behavioral therapy right to to to, fo to focus in on on the positive useful practical takeaways of of these moments and not the things that will provoke anger and so too with another element of your sensation for talking about emotion and sensation and how it relates to the mind contemplation and mindfulness you should be aware of your sight of your eyes and don't gaze at anything disgraceful but you should always be open to notice those who suffer always be open to notice to see those who suffer and to be compassionate toward a per toward toward, toward them as much as possible and when you see a poor person suffering do not close your eyes in the slightest, right? So here's so here's where here's where emotion and sensation and moral decision making emerge, right? As hard as this is, right? And and I know that this is such a central feature of of the, of the work that Rav Shmuley does, Valley Beit Midrash does, in a broader in its broad its broader sense and its and its practical work. Right. Keep your eyes open. Keep your gaze attuned to those who are suffering. Those who, those who need you. It says in the Zohar that 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 a, an an ideal righteous person uh, is see, sees someone um, suffering, someone homeless, someone hungry someone in pain and is and is ashkechabe right that you that you are able to gaze that you're able to you're able to to look directly at the suffering and therefore both to humanize the person in the moment of in the moment of encounter and also to not hide ourselves from from that suffering right which is 
easier said than done right when we're when when we're walking down the city street or whatever street it might be and 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 that might be a constant or that might be something frequent right how how will you how will i look into the face of the person suffering and take that as an imperative like levinas says and we'll see this uh, also a little in, in a moment that see the vulnerability of the other as the face of God shining through to you. And your face should always be shining. Welcome each person with a friendly countenance, right? We can never underestimate the power of of a smile of of a face of a face of kindness and softness toward another person and not harshness and shining a kind of a kind of uh blessing blessing light right as opposed to the redness and harsh judgment so that whoever looks at you will find only joy and friendly expression right of course these are these are these are aspirational. These are these are these are intentions. These are kavanot, just like it's just like they're they are kavanot also with prayer, right? Can we always be centered and focused upon God? Can we always fulfill these hard ideals? But even the even even seeing it as aspirational and intentional is deeply significant because. It moves us to ground our ethical practice here also in a very devotional, mystical, Tzalem Elohim practice. And again, with sensation, all of these are embodied sensations, right? Bringing our mind to our forehead, bringing our mind to our, to our eyes and our ears and our speech and, our, and how we hold ourselves your mouth should produce nothing but good. The words you should see, which you speak should be Torah and an expression of goodwill. Never generate angry or ugly words, curses or nonsense. Right. Good luck to all of us in that. But that's but it's also it's also aspirational, right? So maybe when we maybe when we um forgive ourselves for being human and falling into some of that sometimes that we that this can be a recalibration to try to realign, to try to realign ourselves, right? And you're in, in, in this sense, like an emulation of the divine, your mouth, let your mouth resemble the upper mouth of divinity, right? This is kind of an anthropic, superhuman-like vision of divinity, or as I as I as I think I said uh, last time, also it's also very much theomorphic, right? We are. We are we are form manifestations of divinity, so of course we have a mouth that speaks and ears that hear and eyes that see and a forehead that needs calming, and it and and they are, let's at least say symbolic or met or metonymic representative of that upper mystery of divinity. Speak positively always with benevolent words. These are deeply, um, deeply challenging aspirations, but the question is, how can we realize our creativeness, Batella Melohim, which Cordovero says is not simply about um, 
simply about literal isomorphism, right? Parallel forms above and below, but it's about how do we take that idea of the upper form almost in a, in a platonic Plato-like sense of the ideal form and manifest it in our actions below so that we, so that we bring our attention to, to a loving, calming, releasing of tension and absor- and absorbing and calming in the tranquil waters of our of our furrowed brow like the metzach ha'elyon like the forehead of keter above to calm the dinim to calm the judgments to calm the severity right which we all need in these days and in all days and that's what it is to try to be like God in a in a moral mystical sense, according to according to Cordovero. Um, and that and that is true. Um, that is true uh, also for all the ways in which we we become conscious of our different sensations. Right? How do we how do we see? Right, that are that that we should that we should um, both not look at, let's say, the disgrace of or the embar- the shame of others, but but to but keep our eyes open to the suffering that is before us in a sense of the way in which it calls us as a moral imperative, that it itself is also a mystical devotional moment where I'm realizing my my I'm realizing God on earth as it were in my actions and and aware of what I of what I hear right do I do I let in the slander or the lashon hara or the gossip or the judge or even if it's true the judge the, ju- the judgments the harsh things about other people or do I try to listen for the good, and do I try to speak the good? With that in with that in in mind, um, I'd like us to turn uh, to this imper- this imperative of love um, in um, in the text uh, that I that I believe was distributed last time. Also, um, the one from Lurianic practices of uh, Safed spirituality, right? You, you've got that one the, the, from the fine. Um, so that, so that's uh, and 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 let's uh, let's go down to the um, first. You have you, you have you have here this introduction about Isaac Luria. If you want to, and and his and his practices and his circle. If you want to fill in a little bit of the background of your of of the of the of your knowledge outside of our time together so that that might that might uh, might help you and it's a wonderful volume in in general Safed spirituality part of the classics of western spirituality series and kind of interfaith ecumenical um series of of many many translations of spiritual mystical works from different faiths and uh, there are a number. There are a number of different. The number of different. Uh, there are a number of different uh, pieces here in the ethical and pietistic um, customs of Isaac uh, Luria. But but I want us to, uh, along the lines of of what we were just talking about, to turn to um, the paragraph that's marked number five, which is on um, 
page seven of the PDF, page 66 of Safed Spirituality. Um, and maybe we can have a volunteer to to read uh, the first paragraph and then starting with before an individual begins to pray in the synagogue and then and then um, we can have a, another volunteer to read the second one. So who, who would like to read the, the first um, paragraph that that includes nothing less than from Vayikra Yudtet from Leviticus 19.18. Before an individual begins to pray in the synagogue, he must take upon himself the precept, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Yes, and this, and this is, so these are teachings that Vital, Chaim Vital, is transmitting in the name of his teacher, Isaac Luria, right? Luria himself wrote very little, um, but these are teachings that he heard him transmit. Um, so, 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 so it's important to note before a person begins to pray in the synagogue, right? So in this, in the, this is going to be in the communal context, that one needs to take upon oneself the mitzvat aseh, the positive commandment, right? Pre precept is almost. Uh, um, is uh, I want to I want to say it a little bit more strongly, right? It's to take take upon oneself the mitzvata say the the imperative, the positive commandment of the ahavta echa kamocha before you pray, and he should concentrate, or one should concentrate, and he shall con should concentrate upon loving every member of the house of Israel as he loves himself, on account of which his prayer will ascend, bound up with all the prayers of Israel. By this means his soul will be able to rise above and affect tikkun. Uh, which means right, which is which means a kind of Kabbalistic repair of the upper realms of divinity. And and though uh it's clear. It's clear what what Luria meant here himself, right? In terms of talking about Ahavat Yisrael of of of, of, a, of a kind of inner Jewish community uh, intention. Um, I myself would 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 like to see this as as a as a as a broad as a broader um, imperative uh, regarding one's fellow human being, right? So so. Um, and and this uh, this notion of the haftarecha kamocha of right you shall love you shall love your fellow your your neighbor or your fellow person your friend um, as you love yourself does that mean as much as you love yourself and that that means that self love and egoism is uh, it, 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 there's an awareness that uh, that that uh, maybe it's because of our survival instinct right there is there is an element of self-love or of the ability to love oneself that's that's not a bad thing it's a good thing right but it's but um but the but the idea is to have that love and compassion for others um as much as as much as we see this in our um in ourselves, right? And that should happen before one begins to pray. And on account of that act of taking upon that mitzvah of of the ahavta, right? The, the the 
commandment, the imperative to love, which 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 uh, and 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 uh, in a text that we that we, we likely won't won't necessarily get to uh, get to uh, uh, today. Uh, Isaiah Horowitz, a slightly later thinker who integrates a lot of different elements of of um, of previous Sfat thinkers, talks about of you shall love your fellow, your neighbor, your fellow human being as yourself, as much as yourself, right? Uh, in a kind of mutuality. And ahavta in that in that imperative commanded sense, as as one love with the love of God. It's it's the same thing as that we find in the Shema, that you shall love the Lord your God. Right, he says. He says there uh, that the two of them are joined together as one love, and when you and when you perform one of one of those loves, you are also performing the other. Right, which which both Buber and 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 Levinas, two early twentieth century thinkers, say that that's that that when we engage in that encounter with the face of the other. And and heed the moral imperative and commandment to love the other uh, that we are also encountering the very face of the very face of God, and that and that will enable one to pray authentically, right? It's on account of that that one's prayer will ascend, because there was a notion in in both earlier um, Jewish mysticism from the time of the rabbis, of the ancient rabbis, and then also here, that the prayers of Israel ascend to the divine realm. And in, 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 the, in the Chazal context, in the, in the ancient sages context, there is the angel Metatron, who is Metatron in Greek, right? he's before the throne. He weaves all those prayers into a kind of garland crown, like the Greeks used to wear, that 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 is placed upon the head of God. Those are the prayers of Israel. But here, right, it's that the prayer, the prayers will will ascend above. They will, they will, they, right, as you speak them, they they float up like like this. Instead of the smoke of sacrifice, it's like the breath of our prayers and our speech that ascend above, and that are bound together with the other prayers of Israel. And the, other, and the other prayers of the people with whom we are praying, and if we broaden this, the other prayers of of all people, and by this means, the person's soul will be able to rise above and affect tikkun, like tikkun olam, be able to affect a kind of repair and harmony and restoration of the divine. Um, uh, uh, David, uh, you, 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 I think you had a question or comment about about this particular. A piece before before we go to the next par the next paragraph, right? Yes, yes. Thank you. I, I don't know whether this is purposeful, uh, or or not. But we we've got the trans we've got the words from Torah, and then we re then uh, let's see. Then then fine seems to uh, uh yeah. Then fine seems to restate them slightly differently uh, underneath. So first we say, uh, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself from Torah. And then we say, 
we should concentrate on loving every member of the House of Israel as he loves himself. Now, these are similar, but to me, they're not the same. Again, don't know whether that's purposeful uh, or sloppy. But to me, when you love your neighbor as yourself, essentially, you are loving that same oneness that is your source, your essence, in your neighbor. So you're going back. You're, you're going back from the diversity of life uh, to the to the source that we all share, and we and we love the neighbor as thyself. We we go back to the single self uh, from which we all came. Then we say it differently. We love every member of the house of Israel as he loves himself. Now you're repeating duality. Okay, I love myself this way. I love the other person the way I love myself. And we've got a different message going on. Um, they're similar, uh, but they're not the same. Do you think yeah. fun is, can you comment on 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 whether the, the differences there uh, are from what you can gather purposeful or or maybe a little bit sloppy um so i i, cer I certainly wouldn't uh, i certainly wouldn't say uh, sloppy i would i would say um that it's it's an it's probably an attempt to be uh faithful to the particular hebrew of of the vayikra verse um in contrast to how chaim vital articulated i don't i i don't i don't have the um the vital hebrew before me but uh, could be translated in a number of different ways i think right it could be um it could it could be as thyself kamocha it could be um uh it could be um draw, drawing back to to that act of love of you should you should uh we, and, and and certainly certainly the way that verse was um was understood let's say in the school of Hillel and then we see this also in as I mentioned last time in the in um in the Jesus movement in early Christianity right in the Sermon on the Mount right because because the right, right, the, the, fam the famous teaching of Hillel is um is building upon and it's essentially to say, um right that which is hateful to you do not do unto somebody else right which is also what we um hopefully hopefully teach our four and five-year-olds um sometimes successfully and we need to teach it to ourselves as well um and and i think i so i think it's i think it's a bit of both i think i think you're touching uh very very nicely on on both dimensions right on the one hand uh, going back to what we talked about last time about the idea that all of us, if, right, in, in the Kabbalistic theory of souls, or at least as I understand it, we are all derived from from Adam Harishon in a in a metaphysical sense, right? We're all drawn from that light of that one original gargantuan body of light, um, and therefore we are all we are all fellow um members of of the of 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 the body if you will right and 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 actually and actually um 
uh, Luria Via Vital is gonna is gonna say something about this that that speaks to community and fellowship in the next paragraph that I think perhaps will actually help us clarify this or open this up. Um, uh, so so maybe maybe we can maybe we can first get a, a second reader to read and especially when it comes to and then we can tie them together. Um, those are very very important points. Uh, would, would 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 somebody like to pick up uh, pick up there, or or or, or I'm sure or I'm sure or or, or David is welcome to continue, whichever whatever people would like. Great, Where, thank you. Um, and especially when it comes to the love for one's associates who study Torah with one another, each and every person must bind himself to the others as if he were one limb within the body of his fellowship. This is particularly important when an individual possesses the knowledge and mystical insight with which to understand and apprehend his friend's soul. And there should be one among them in distress. All must take it upon themselves to share his trouble, whether it has to do with some illness or with his children, God forbid. And they must pray on his behalf. Likewise, in all one's prayers and petitions, one should be mindful of his fellows. My teacher of blessed memory took great care to caution me about the love which we ought to bear toward our associates, the members of our brotherhood. Right, so you can see from that last um, line, uh, and thank you, uh, we, can, we can see from that last line, right, right this is Vital saying, my teacher, uh, Isaac Luria of blessed memory, right, also showing when this was written after his death, took great care to caution me about the love got to bear toward our associates or really or really it it, it may actually be um the chaverim because they talked about in the zohar it's referred to as as Hevraya, as the chevraya in aramaic right so the kind of sacred myst mystical fellowship and and the the term chaver chaverim and uh chavura was used uh quite quite um um, extensively in this 16th century literature, uh, and actually, uh, uh, Larry Lawrence Fine uh, edited a, a book that I contributed to called "Friendship in Jewish History uh, and Culture and Thought." Um, some version of that of that uh, in, uh, Jewish history. Uh, some some version of that title. My my essay there is on God and the God and face of the other mystical friendship in the Zohar. Um, and, and this, this, this idea, he, and this, and this also relates, I think, to what you were saying, David, of, um, of, uh, the one, the each and every person must bind themselves to the others, let's say to the other spiritual friends of the fellowship of, of the, of that, of that mystical chabura. As um, uh, as if he were one limb within the body of this fellowship, as if that person were one limb within the body of this fellowship, right? So we are we are the the fellowship itself, the community itself, even if it's a micro community, a, a fraternity of sorts, a brotherhood, which was which was actually quite common in the history of spirituality that you had brotherhoods of Pietists. 
um, and and in some cases sisterhoods, but it was but it was but that was a little bit less common, um, uh, unfortunately, at least as far as we know. And and certainly the Kabbalists spoke about this in terms of um, of a kind of small group of fellow um, fellow mystics and fellow um, spiritual seekers um, who who are bound up with one another's concerns, right? And they are they their their empathy is such that that they they feel the pain and the distress um, of of someone else and they pray on their behalf or they share in their in their in their joy. And that's and that's also what it means to say, um, especially when it comes to the love of one's associates or or chaverim or friends who study Torah with one another and who pray with one another, right? About about, about the fellowship, and that's and that's, I think, exactly what it means when it says that 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 before one begins to pray with this fellowship, with this community, let's think about it more broadly one should take upon oneself this imperative of at, which could be i think um explained um in in a number of ways as you as you alluded to uh, as you alluded to david right um and and as i mentioned with regard to the shla the shnei luchot habrit of isaiah Horowitz in late 16th early 17th century that the love of one's fellow and the love of God are bound up one with the other, right? It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, this was. This wasn't uh, uh, first articulated in in um, in Les Mis, right? To see to see uh, to see uh, uh, the face of another. To see God as right, see the face of another. See the face of God, right? Uh, it's, it's the same idea. And that, and that, as Levinas says, the French Jewish philosopher, ethics is the spiritual optics. When I when I engage in a, in moral posture, then there is this spiritual presence of God. God becomes present to me in the moment of my realization of the moral expression of that imperative to love the other, and that's why. Are truly one love, and that's also why, as as Vital says in the name of Luria here, that you first need to take upon one yourself that imperative mitzvah that that mitzvata say of you shall love. Um, uh, you shall love one's neighbor, one's fellow as if they were yourself or as much as you love yourself or as your as yourself right in all those different dimensions right because we are because we are connected it says as as the as different limbs of the body of the fellowship so any 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 kind of concluding thoughts or or questions or observations about about those sources and ideas that that people might be having uh no thank you for that and I, you know, sloppy was not the right word to use. I, I think he was, I, and I retract that. I think uh, he was just trying to uh, 
yeah. bring point across, across from a def, couple of different perspectives. There are two separate messages here. Uh, I think I think he slides over them without describing that they are slightly different, which would yes. have added some depth. But uh, but essentially, I think he's saying the same thing. So thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Beth, in a way, the point that David just made is highlighting two different but complementary understandings of God. One is that God is imminent in all things, and the other is the idea that God is somehow separate from us and transcendent from us. And I would say, just speaking from my own davening experience, since we're talking about um, prayer here, when I daven, I'm not parsing the philosophy behind my words. I'm singing the words, and it's um, a felt experience. And not a, um, I'm not trying to wrestle with the Hebrew with exactitude. And I'm not sure what point I'm trying to make here. I guess what I'm saying is, I think having both and is eminently plausible and reasonable. I guess that's what I wanted to communicate. Diberti. Yeah, yeah, no, wonderful, and 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 I and I think I I think I think that it's I think I think that there are a lot there are a lot of ways in which this is taken in in different elements of the tradition and and bringing it back also to that teaching that comes from the school of Hillel and then that became um, even even more famous uh, once Christianity uh, became the Roman Empire, right? But 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 it was certainly it was certainly important. Um, in the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth, who clearly was in the school of Hillel, and to some extent, right? What does it mean? It was well stated in the negative, right? It's that which is hateful to you, don't do to another person, or that which you that which you would want, or that or that or that or that which feels loving to you, you should give to another another person. Um, so, uh, so I'm, I'm mindful of the time, um, and we, 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 uh, I'll, I'll turn, I'll turn it to Alex in just a second. I, I, I just want to say that next, next time, which I think is our, our last session, we're going to uh, be looking at, at one last aspect of the self, um, a, a very intriguing one, which, uh, which I actually just recently published an essay about, and we'll look at some sections from on mystical autobiography in 16th century that is to say um, written documents about about self-introspection and how that also in as we're, we're going to see relates to articulation of feeling and emotion and and the, and the passages that we're going to look at in particular are going to be from are going to be from um the famous Rabbi Yosef Karo, right of Shulchan Aruch fame, but here this was in his Magid Meisharim, his his wild and trippy uh, mystical diary, and maybe a piece from Cordovera. We'll see, but we'll be looking at we'll be looking at uh, at kind of the, the life writing genre of um, 
uh, right? Sometimes called the life writing, ego documents, autobiography is like so many different critical terms, but it's, you know, diaries, whatnot. Thank you so much, Professor Pishvane. Uh, thank you all for joining us again today. And we look forward to uh, session five next week. Thanks very much. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Valley Bait Midrash podcast. Remember that you can join our email list at valleybaitmidrash.org to stay up to date on new programs, learning opportunities, and more ways to stay connected. If you enjoyed learning with us today, support our work by making a donation at valleybaitmidrash.org slash donate. Join us next time as we continue to work together to build a better world. Thanks for listening.